Okay, high time now for our tune of the week. Come on, let's go. This is the Media Industry Guru Show, the show that exposes you to entertainment, music, film, TV, and tech. We're online 24-7, 24-7. You're listening to the hottest internet station. And we are back on the Media Industry Guru Podcast. Here today is Melissa Brogan. She is a music industry tour professional. And here today she's going to be talking about her eclectic experience working for prodigy artists. For a handful of clients that she does day-to-day artist management for. She also does nightlife advocacy for four for consent which essentially is a company that focuses on making dance spaces safer for music industry and dance professional artists and she also does hospitality advancing and helps runs artist relations for groove crews so here today we are going to learn all about the touring life the artist management side and the nonprofit side of the music industry so let's welcome melissa brogan a music industry professional and a go-getter and hip-hop genre fanatic. Hey, Melissa, welcome to the Media Industry Guru Podcast. Really excited to hear all things about you and your ventures within the music industry. Hi, thanks for having me. So to get started, what got you interested in the music business? Did you Do you have a mentor? Do you look up to somebody in the industry? Do you have a favorite artist? Or what got you passionate about it? Um, so it's, it's kind of a funny story. I actually never really saw myself in the music industry until I started really getting into attending music festivals. Um, mainly just because I was attending them. I was spending a bunch of money that I was like, this is very unnecessary to spend. There's got to be a way for me to get in for free. And so then (laughs) I started, um, going ahead and volunteering for festivals and once I started volunteering, I actually didn't mind doing the work. And I was like, well, there's got to be people getting paid for this instead of just, you know, doing this work for free. Mm-hmm. So I started finding some paid um, ways of, you know, working these events. And from there, it just kind of took off. I just kind of started getting interested in, you know, different departments, you know, finding ways to even like bring more music to like, the area that I was living in at the time, I was living in Orlando, and there was a bunch of artists that I was really interested in seeing, but nobody was booking them. So mm-hmm. from there, I just started doing it myself, and it just kind of took off from there into different departments of the music industry. I would say if I had one person that really keeps me going, it's one of my friends. Her name's Mika Ella. She is an absolute badass in this industry and is such an amazing person is constantly putting me on. So I definitely look up to her and, you know, whenever I'm going through some stuff, she'll always be the first one to like respond to me and, you know, kind of give me some guidance on what I should do. And it's never steered me in the wrong path. Do you think having that mentor or that friend side by side while you working in the industry kind of motivates you more and more to be interested in this field? Because it's definitely a roller coaster, especially the touring industry, as we've seen over the past few years. Definitely. Honestly, definitely. Um, And it's so funny because she honestly became more of a mentor 
for me during COVID when things were kind of going southward with, you know, music and entertainment in general. Um, she, that's when she actually really started putting me on the most. Um, she got me back into the music industry because I was working at a company called Jack Management right before COVID hit. And, you know, when all of that happened, they moved their company over to Australia and I was not going to be working Australian time. So I was like, you know, maybe this is like my time to step back, see what happens from there. And um, she ended up hitting me up because there's these things called MTV push shoots. And they basically find these, you know, up and coming artists that, you know, are people that kind of MTV has on like their radar. Like I mm-hmm. worked one with like the kid Leroy before he really blew up. And, you know, like Madison Beers before she blew up. And it's been different stuff like that where she would put me on for those events, whether I was doing like a PA sort of role or even like a PC sort of role. And from there, she reached out to me for even different things. Like I've worked with celebrities before. Uh, Like she got me a gig working for Sweetie. And then, you know, she also got me a gig working for like Lil Nas X and kind of brought me more into touring and, you know, just different opportunities in different fields, which has been super amazing. Even in your day to day now, you have a multitude of hats and hustles, one of them being a touring assistant, another working with a handful of clients in artist management, and then you do advocacy um in the music industry so tell us a little bit about all these three what they encompass and what your day-to-day is like oh my god my day-to-day is never (laughs) honestly (laughs) um so with like within the artist management role I used to work full-time doing artist management like day-to-day roles um over at Prodigy Artist and when I was over there I was you know doing different marketing for releases for upcoming shows a lot of advancing like a lot a lot of advancing and travel logistics um we also you know would look over different contracts for different shows and you know bookings and whatnot for these clients but what i still do for them i work for three three clients right now and it is company uh, all within the dubstep realm uh company crank that and effing and so i still do like the travel and logistics and all of the advancing for them um so depending on how many shows they have a week it, it can vary on like my workload within that realm and then within touring i'm a tour manager assistant for um the Lil Nas X tour right now so we just got done with the North American and the European leg of the tour this past week which has been a whirlwind of experience but within that I um, definitely have my main focus on like the dancers Mm -hmm. and you know making sure that they're on time for things whether it's like a sound check or if it's like a dress rehearsal or if you know, it's just getting them on time to the actual show and making sure that they're all there before the event 
actually starts or before the concert starts. And then lastly, with um, the advocacy, I have been helping um, for for consent, who are these amazing, amazing, amazing ladies that are just really trying to help the music industry and basically nightlife um, prevention where they, you know, try to make dance spaces a lot safer. So, because I, I mean, you constantly hear about people, you know, getting inappropriately touched or, you know, getting drugged and stuff at these events. And these are the people that come in to the different venues and will kind of like, or they'll go to different venues, go to different events and kind of like suss out how protective it is for, you know, a survivor or somebody mm -hmm. that may have been taken advantage of in the past. And they'll kind of look for these key areas that they might be, you know, weak in these venues. And they'll pretty much just kind of give like pointers on like how to make the dance space a little bit more safer. Wow, that's really fascinating that you work like on the advocacy nonprofit side to management to touring. You get this whole 360 picture. Do you find it very rewarding to kind of learn about all different sectors of the music industry rather than kind of just settling on one specific sector because I kind of did that in my college career uh working in touring artist management a talent agency uh the radio promo side it kind of gave me a picture of what I liked what I disliked and you get more well-rounded for it I 100% agree with you on that I think you know doing these different hats and wearing these different hats has helped me in each sector because I think about for example when I first got started in the music industry it was you know freelancing festivals and events and you know doing artist hospitality and artist relations for a lot of these you know different events which has allowed me to meet certain people that you know when I am advancing for like these artists that I work for I kind of get a little bit of the hookup like these people answer my emails a little bit faster because I've worked with them or they'll um you know god forbid I need something extra they'll they'll typically kind of help me out a little bit more because I've done a lot of work for them and even like you know when I was booking shows myself in Orlando I met a lot of people and it's also kind of taught me how to you know when I am going to bat for some artists on you know getting a booking I kind of know how to negotiate a little bit more because I was the one negotiating on the other side too and I know what they're trying to get on each side so it, it's allowed me to see both sides of a situation a little bit better Got it. And you also have a really diverse and unique background. You studied forensics in college. So what's that? What was that experience like? And then bringing that to the table within the music industry, because I worked for somebody at a talent agency and she studied biology on a pre-med track. And then once she got into radio promo, she absolutely loved it. But it kind of diversified her from the crowd of pool of people that have a music business degree or a creative arts degree and stuff like that yeah I I mean I'll be honest with you I don't really know how I've applied anything from that degree into music I mean I guess it kind of helped me understand you know different laws and different 
areas that could be like lacking in in music or like when I was throwing events I would have like a better understanding of like you know sound ordinances and getting permits and different things like that but I mean aside from that I really don't think it's necessarily helped me a whole lot if I'm being blatantly honest but it, it definitely does make me help me stand out a little bit more when I am going up against other people for like a, a job so to say a lot of the people that listen to this podcast are between the ages of like 18 to 26 so they've gone to school or just working kind of young and fresh in this business or any skill sets from college whether it was internships clubs leadership an apprenticeship okay yeah one class that changed your life i don't know if i've necessarily had any classes that changed my life but i will say that when i did get to college it definitely helped me you know with networking skills i'm not gonna lie when i was in high school i was like the most shy individual like i didn't speak to people unless i was spoken to never really went out of my way to try to make a whole lot of friends which is so weird because once I got into, you know, like going to events and going out and meeting people, I, it, it's completely changed my perspective on, you know, just meeting like-minded individuals. And I think, honestly, you know, some of the internships that I had to do for college kind of broke me out of my shell and I definitely think it's helped me in this industry a lot because the whole industry is just networking and mainly about who you know versus what you know. And it's definitely been a massive part of like helping me in my career. Yeah, definitely agree. Definitely. uh, The networking piece is a big factor across all the sectors of entertainment whether you're in film and want to get into music whether you're in music and want to get into a, a niche sector of the music industry they're all interconnected and intertwined it's a big spider web <laughs> agreed agreed so since you wear a multitude of hats i gotta ask you do you like kind of not having that structure of nine to five uh is it would you say it's more entrepreneurial because a lot i've interviewed some entrepreneurs and ceos and they say that kind of having that uh nine to five is good for structure but in terms of kind of doing their own thing and kind of getting the reward it's a lot better not doing that nine to five i you know it's so funny because i feel like i'm one of those people that i don't always know what i want or know you know, it, it's like, I want nine to five. I want structure. I get nine to five instruction. And all of a sudden I'm like, this is not what I want. And I feel like I'm, I'm not the type of person that can just work, you know, one job at a time or do one thing at, the, at a time. Cause I hate having to do, you know, the same mundane thing in and out of the day, which I think sometimes can get grouped in the aspect of like, Oh, well that's, what a nine to five is is kind of doing the same mundane things so mm-hmm. i i don't know so because sometimes i really do wish i had a little bit more structure but i really do also enjoy you know 
kind of picking and choosing what sort of work I want to do. And, you know, if it is for like a full day, but then I know I have off like the next like three to four days versus like only having two days off a week, like it's kind of nice too. Mm. So I'm very back and forth with that sort of idea. Yeah. And you mentioned in your bio that you love challenges. So what would you say is challenging about that, but also at the same time, very rewarding? I think it can be challenging in the aspect of like, you know, I will go through a bit of a phase where I won't get a whole lot of sleep and it'll kind of run me down. But I do like, I do feel really satisfied once I get through like, like for example, So when we got to the European leg of the tour, we got to, for Lil Nas X, we got to Europe and we had three back-to-back shows like immediately. Like we landed and had Mm. the next day a show in Amsterdam, the day after a show in Berlin, and then the day after that a show in Hamburg. So it's like you get to the venue a little bit early, you set up, you have like a full day and then you have breakdown at the end. And then have to like travel to the next city. So it's like, can be a little <laughs> tiring. Yeah, gosh, how do you <laughs> juggle all that uh, from artist management to the advocacy side to touring? How do you have time to do all that? <laughs> I, uh, I sometimes just don't sleep. <laughs> we we get through it. And honestly, it can be so satisfying, especially when, you know, you had like a really good show or, you know, the artists were really happy with mm-hmm the outcome of their show like I I love helping others out and I love feeling that satisfaction of when people are satisfied you know and you you play this even if it's just a small role I I just love feeling a part of something a little bit larger than myself and also a challenge that you've overcome in these past uh years is changing the mindset about yourself but also the music industry you said it's um where people like always love to brag about what they're doing and it's hard to not uh, get down. It's hard to get down on yourself and like have that imposter syndrome. Could you give some tips and advice for people that are trying to navigate through this industry or trying to break into it even and without getting too much imposter syndrome? Absolutely. I mean, I know when I first was getting into the industry, I had a horrible mindset of comparing myself to everyone else like if when my friends would get gigs that I didn't have opportunities for or like when my friends would be getting paid more for something that I'm I may not even be within that sort of realm and it's like it it did take me quite a bit of time to break into like different sectors of the industry like I when I first got out to California and especially right after COVID getting back into the music industry mm-hmm. that felt really hard and I felt really down on myself because I I have I'm in so many group chats where people are like I just got this job or like I am doing this sort of gig or I'm doing this this and this and then I sit there and I'm like damn I'm not doing that or I'm not doing anything like that and it can be really hard to try to overcome you know that feeling of like, wow, I'm really not doing shit. But at the end of the day, if you're still progressively making strides towards doing something, mm-hmm. yeah. then it. one thing I've come to realize is that everything will always work out the way it needs to work out. Mm-hmm. And it's so crazy 
how things can just land in your lap on um, one day when you least expect it. Yeah. <laughs> Every major job that I have had has been so unexpected for me. Like I, I think about when I got brought on the Prodigy Artist and this was like one of my first jobs right after COVID and I was starting to feel a little negative about like what I was gonna do with myself. I was like, I don't know where I'm gonna go. I don't know who's even hiring at this point. And you know, there's no money going on around right now with no touring, but, and I was, it was so funny because I was literally working at this sushi restaurant. I'll never forget this day because it was Super Bowl Sunday. I had begged my manager to not let me come in. I was like, no, no, no. Like, it's going to be so dead. It's a sushi restaurant. Nobody's going to a sushi <laughs> restaurant for, you know, um, the Super Bowl. And I begged her. I was like, please, like, please don't let me come in. Like, I, and I was like, is there anything that I can do to even get cut early? And she's like, well, just come in in the morning. We can see how bad it is. And if it's really rough, then I'll, I'll make sure you're cut first. I'm like, okay, cool. So the first table that came in, little did I know he was going to be my future boss. But <laughs> Small world. I know, right? He ended up coming in and he wasn't even my table either. He was a really good friend of mine's like table. And I walked by the table and I heard them talking about like electronic music. And I knew that the server was really into that sort of music. So I was like, yo, like, they're talking about Skrillex, they're talking about this. You should go over there and kind of like, you know, strike up a conversation because you might get a better tip out of it. And <laughs> okay, cool. So he started like striking up a conversation. Of course, he started chatting and was like, oh, well, I own Prodigy Artist, this, that, and the other. Um, we do management. And my coworker was like, oh, we have somebody here that, you know, has worked in management etc etc and literally he was like oh bring her out I want to talk to her so I went out I started chatting with him he was like just chatting with me about like you know different management work and he goes do you want to like get out of this industry like do you want to work in this like in, in like the restaurant industry I was like dude I literally picked this up because I'm it's the middle of COVID like there's nothing happening and he goes well here's my email, here's my phone number, why don't you send me an email, and we can go ahead and, like, try to work something out, I was like, okay, cool, amazing, amazing, and then I ended up reaching out to him, he's like, oh, we only have unpaid internships right now, and I was like, listen, I've done so many unpaid internships, <laughs> like, I'm good right now, and he goes, okay, well, offer still stands if you, like, want it in the future, and I was like, okay, cool, thank you, lo and behold, two weeks later, he hit me up, and was like, oh, hey, we have an opportunity on this team. You should, like, chat with this guy, Berman. And I was like, okay, cool. So I, like, went met up with him, had, like, coffee, we chatted. And then I didn't hear back from him for, like, two weeks. And then turns out they ended up filling that job with somebody who was already, you know, an intern at the company and whatnot. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, cool, whatever, that's fine. Literally two weeks after that, I get a call. And it goes, hey, um... Noah's moving up into marketing. Um, so I have a position open um, as like my personal assistant. I was like, okay, cool. And he's like, yeah, let's set up a Zoom. We'll chat, this, that, and the other. I was like, okay, cool. I get on the Zoom and it's some random guy that wasn't Will. I was like, who the hell is this? And Will pops in maybe like five minutes later. It's like, hey, Melissa, this is Colin. He does management for Nightmare, Sudden Death, Epic, and Uber. 
I think you two should chat. Um, he's looking for a day to day. I was like, okay. Literally ended up chatting for a bit and I ended up getting brought on. Like lo and behold, like it was like four weeks later, but I mean, it all came from me just talking to him at, at a restaurant that <laughs> wow. I did not intend on even being there that day for. <laughs> yeah, big domino effect. So if I have a question for you. So if you didn't go in that day, if you called out, do you think your life would totally be different? <laughs> a thousand percent. A thousand percent. It's because weird how I, those things work. I know. It's super, super wild how things can just happen when you least expect them. Especially when, like I was saying, if you just really, really are working hard towards, you know, a, a situation, it can be literally anything. I've noticed that everything will end up always working out for you in the most weird, mysterious ways. Yeah. So awesome. To wrap things up, do you have any personal or professional goals um, with your three uh, hustles right now or just anything in general? I know you want to travel more. You just came back from Mexico. Yeah, you know, it's funny because I I don't in a, in a professional standpoint. It's funny because I always feel like I've reached what I've wanted to reach. But then there's always something that pops up and I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. I want to do more with it. Like right now, I am currently working, like I said, on the Lil Nas X tour, and we wrap up, um, we go to Australia the day after Christmas, and we wrap up the rest of the tour by, like, mid-January, and, you know, I, like, think to myself, like, okay, well, what what do I want to do after that, and it's like, I can achieve traveling through touring, which I think is just so sick, especially when it's, like, I, like, for example, I've never been to Australia before. And the fact that I get to do this on somebody else's time is just so sick. Mm-hmm. And then, so I feel like I would love to, you know, get on more tours, get on, you know, and maybe even, like, run a tour myself instead of being, like, the assistant for a major artist. I think those would probably be some big goals for me right now. Otherwise, I'm really satisfied with everything that I'm doing in all of these little departments and I love picking up extra like gig work and stuff like I actually just got done working this world boxing like championships this past Saturday and it's like things like that I never would have anticipated myself ever working but I, I love doing those extra things and you know just kind of expanding my horizons even with like freelance work and different things like that very cool yeah well we hope to see you uh Heading up all the tours and the gigs for the big artists and creating that big spotlight for them because you're doing fascinating things in this industry and wishing you great success for 2023. And it's great that you have this whole 360 of the business. Oh, thanks, Forbes. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Media Industry Guru Podcast. Check out the Instagram at Media Industry Guru for all the details on the latest and coolest, I mean coolest, upcoming episodes that you will hear. Email at MediaIndustryGuruPodcast at gmail.com for any other interviews that you would like to hear or if you would like to be on the air and give a little promo or talk about yourself or just even chat with me because you know I'm I'm doing this I'm invested in this and tune in weekly 6 p.m. Pacific 9 p.m. Eastern on Tuesdays on the Anchor app Spotify Stitcher Pocket Cast Breaker and 
many more streaming platforms. Thanks again for all of the support, and peace out, and let's rock and roll.